foot enthusiasts, minimal footwear lovers, or anyone trying to fix your own feet, I'm heading to North Carolina this May to lead a live, in-person, three-day retreat all about feet. I'm going to be at the Art of Living Retreat Center, which is up in the mountains of North Carolina. It's so beautiful there. And are you ready to hear what I'm calling it? The retreat is called Healing Your Soul, a stepwise approach to building forever functional feet. That's so good, right? If you want to learn all about how to take care of the muscles, bones, joints, fascia, and nerves of the feet, and learn how strong feet and ankles relate to sustainable hips and knees, this event is for you. In addition to the classroom and movement time with me, you're on retreat. So there's delicious meals, a nature-rich campus that you can explore on foot, and plenty of time for rest and relaxation, all included. A retreat is a perfect way to care for yourself in the moment, but also in the future. You are coming to learn a massive toolkit of information. So whether you're a competitive runner, a dynamic ager, or a healthcare practitioner, this is a weekend full of movement for you and your feet. And like I said, you're gonna leave with a toolkit and a big swag bag that you can use to train your feet for life. For more information about the movement sessions, the food, the center, head to my website, nutritiousmovement.com slash retreat. That's nutritiousmovement.com slash retreat. This is Katie B, and you are about to listen to an early episode of my podcast. Now the show is called The Move Your DNA Podcast, and you can find all episode transcripts and the show notes to this episode at nutritiousmovement.com slash podcast. Enjoy. Hi, this is Katie Bowman, and it is time for the Katie Says Movement Mailbag, where we answer your questions. Join me and my co-host, Danny Hemet as we talk while you walk, hopefully. Grab your headphones and let's head out the door. Awesome. All right. So this is Danny, and I'm going to dig my hand into the mailbag. And question number one is from Rhonda. Rhonda says, hi, I was wondering if you know of any solutions for cracked heels and reasons mechanically speaking or otherwise for their existence. It's been slowing down my barefoot time. Wow, this was like, you know this We covered this question in another podcast in depth. We did. A long time ago, like I don't even remember what the answer was, so I apologize. Probably one with one with shoes, but it can it can be moisture. It can also be the area of your body that's more developed interfacing with the part of your skin that's less developed. So we got into this question a little bit at the last um, certification week, where. You know, a lot of times your skin, if, if you're going down from your calf, will be smooth, smooth, down around your your ankles. And then as it starts to cup around to where you're getting more, more, more friction and more traction forces going on, it thickens up. But there is this kind of weird space where just above the extra strong skin, that is a callus, is weak skin. And it can crack at that place. Mm. I've experienced that too. So I guess part of it is just this broader idea that you are transitioning one part of your body to more minimal living than you are the rest of your body, right? You know, you're not, you're still on paved roads. You're not walking through thicket and sitting a lot of times without lower body clothing, or at least, you know, um, pants and socks that would, you would have more friction forces on your skin that would make 
I guess your callus more, I don't know if homogenous is the right word, more well distributed. So it can be that. But those are the only two things. I've heard someone else mention that it can be a sign of, I want to say, yeast or candida, like that they've had, when people have had particular issues with that, it can. Oh, really? I've never heard that. I hadn't heard it either. So that was just a comment from someone else. But other than Mm. that, try try to toughen up the skin around it by just living more outdoorsy and letting those parts of your body scratch up and rub on stuff. I think I talked about in the skin. We did a skin episode. Yes. It was a skin show. So we'll post that in the notes. Yeah. In a skin show, you know, you can, it's not just the, your hands and your feet, the callus, really all parts of your body that interact with the ground Mm -hmm. callus. So just get outside. Well, yeah. You experience your knees in Mexico. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. Question two. Okay. Um, and can I just say, I adore that you said thicket. Thank you. Thank you for using the word thicket. It's lovely. All right. This is a big one. This is from Josh. Question number two. Josh says, hi, Katie. I'm a 35-year-old male who was diagnosed with a 21-degree scoliosis curve as a kid. And then he wore a brace at night for a few years. He's been seeing a NUCA NUCA chiropractor. Do you know what that is? N-U-C-C-A? I don't. Oh, criminy. Well, we'll sally forth here. I've been seeing a NUCA chiropractor for a few months now since he discovered that my atlas is tilted. And says that could very well have caused my curve. It may have happened when he jumped backwards into a swimming pool as a kid and he slammed his chin into the cement edge. Yikes. So, a few months before starting these treatments with this new chiropractor, I begin wearing minimal shoes. Using a standing workstation and he moves around, changes positions, trying to follow guidelines... I choose the floor over a chair as much as possible and put a lot of thought into my positioning while standing, walking, etc. Something's really helping as my latest x-rays show my atlas and twisted cervical vertebrae beginning to correct. My question is, do you think this will continue to help my spine unravel? Am I doomed to be decrepit in my later years? Any other leads for me on things to try? Thank you so much for your work. That's a big question. You know, I... One of the God, there's a lot of questions there at the end. There One of them is, was, yeah. "What do I think of NUCA and UCCA?" Yes. So I think it's an acronym, right? Like I, I don't yeah. know, I don't know what it is. So I'm going to look it up. I have no thoughts on it one way or the other. However, I do think that you know when you experience a particular shape of your body, and there are a lot of shapes that are deemed, you know, pathologies. You know, like bone spurs or curves to your spine those shapes are created by your physical experience. And so what this gentleman is experiencing is a change in shape, but he's also changed the way that he moves in a a lot of ways. It seems like he's doing a ton of stuff. So one, do I think this will continue to help your spine unravel? I absolutely do. Kind of in the same way, this is going back to move your DNA and the floppy fin. You know, there's there's this one way that we have of approaching corrective exercise or these shapes, which is, you know, I'm, I'm talking about it from the captive orca's perspective of, okay, I have a fin that's flopped over to the left. And so I'm going to do exercises that bend my fin back to the right. And I'm going to like stretch out the over tense tissue on the left, which is just kind of, this is just a joke, but That is one perspective. The other perspective is stop swimming in a counterclockwise circle. Mm -hmm. Stop generating those forces. So you are creating forces. You are an orca and you are starting to swim in particular different ways. And one of the benefits of being you and not the orca 
is you have tissue that is that adapts differently. It's not as set in stone as the fiber cartilage of a fin, which has a particular lax period in its youth, but then firms up mm. as it's older. You don't have that. You are fairly malleable throughout your life. And so you are creating these new forces and you are coaxing a new shape by the way that you move. So, gosh, are you doomed? Never. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you fully experiencing radical change, you know, because of radical change that you've made? Absolutely. So go with it. Cool. And this research assistant finally got her act together. She was on break for a long time, but she just handed me this thing that the uh, NUCA stands for. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you hired a research <laughs> Yes. National Upper Cervical Chiropractic oh, Association. And the yeah. basic reduction of what it does, the spinal column remains straight and balanced where the weight of the head is centered over the neck. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal for sure. it. Sure. That's the goal so for it's life. it's very gentle. It's just a kind of <laughs> chiropractic. Yeah. So she gets to keep her job this week, that research assistant. Okay. How much are we paying her? Are we not paying her anything? Because That, that is the problem. Okay. That's where that we're is, There's not a lot of motivation. <laughs> All right. And she's sick of my puns. Okay. The final question is from Kelly. Oh, she gave us two questions. I have two questions for you. Sneaky. Yeah, I know. That's so sneaky. <laughs> she chased Kelly. I'm looking Kelly. at you, Kelly. <laughs> we don't see you. We're looking at you. <laughs> I broke my tailbone snowboarding over a year ago, and it's still very painful to sit. Even sitting on a special coccyx pillow is painful. Is this normal? Anything I can do movement-wise to help relieve the pain? You want to answer that one first? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, that's it is normal because it's easy to displace the coccyx. The coccyx is just a, a tiny, oh, it's so funny. You know what I'm looking at on my desk right now is a, a study called Clinical Anatomy of the Coccyx, a really? systematic review. Isn't that funny? That's wow. just to the right of the computer. Quelle coincidence. Hmm. The coccyx is just a tiny, it's the, the last bone as you move from your the head, the upper part of your spine, all the way down. It's the bottom part of your tailbone. It's its own separate bone and has its own joint. So it's it's so easy to knock it you know, to the right or to the left or inward. Mm. It happens a lot of times in, in childbirth if you're we're particularly tight to the musculature in that area. So instead of thinking of like, what can I do to fix the pain? I think it'd be more like, what can I do to fix the problem of a malpositioned coccyx? You know, mm. how can I how can I heal from the injury? I think more than how can I fix the symptom is the perspective that I have which would really be working on any of the resources that are on the blog or are in particular videos for pelvic health. You know, when you tuck your tailbone, it's weird and you get into a cycle, you hurt your tailbone. So then you sit in a way to take the pressure off of it. Yeah, you tell, I'm like clenching. It. Can you hear that I'm clenching? So you start uh -huh. clenching your bottom <laughs> and sitting off. You want to sit, you're trying to sit on your sacrum and off of your coccyx. But that itself kind of leads to, one, the bone sitting in its, you know, malpositioned state. And then you're sitting on other areas of your back and your pelvis that you really shouldn't be. So follow the kind of healthy pelvis protocol because that includes the coccyx. Lots of hamstring kind of getting out of any holding patterns that might have developed as a compensation in dealing with when you were in more of an acute stage and a gluteus baby. The gluteus is mm. going to be part of what puts things back where they should go. Excellent. 
Okay, we're going to sneak in her second question. Kelly. Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. At least she's up front about it. Of course. (laughs) She just didn't use an ellipsis or anything like that. No, she didn't try to come in the back door. (laughs) All right, go on. Okay, second question. I was told I have arthritis in one of my metatarsal joints. I can't walk barefoot without extreme pain. I have to wear shoes with orthotics all the time. It's very sad. Is there any way to reverse the arthritis with exercises or or am I screwed? Everybody seems to be on that theme today. Am I doomed? Am I screwed? No, I'm Yay, very sad. Very sad. <laughs> um, and she mentions that she was a former gymnast and her feet and all other joints got 10 years of very high impact activity. Well, with, you know, there's a lot of people who will have inflammation in their joints. I'm not sure what Kelly has done as far as transitional exercises. So if you take your gymnastics feet that have been, you know, beat up and you're in orthotics and you're in stiff shoes and then you're like, hey, I heard about this barefoot thing and you kick off your shoes and you go for a barefoot walk, it's going to hurt, especially if you have injury in particular areas. So I would refer Kelly to the transitioning guide where there are lots of steps that Kelly can take towards not only to strengthen her feet, you know, your feet aren't really They're not static structures that you can just beat down to the point in which they don't work anymore. It's just usually that one particular repetitive sport like gymnastics or a way of moving or running or whatever uses it in one particular way. And then you're coupling that with, you know, lifestyle and, you know, wearing shoes before and after gymnastics and all those things, all that just needs to be undone. So what was the question is there any way to reverse the arthritis? I, I would say that instead of, again, thinking about reversing arthritis, and arthritis, you know, it can kind of be just a kind of a catch-all yeah. diagnosis of why something hurts and that you've worn, you know, one particular area of your foot down. So, again, start using the whole entire foot so that you remove mm-hmm. the burden from that particular area. So it's like, are you fixing the arthritis or that the fact that you've worn down that joint or... Are you just reducing the symptoms because you're using more parts of your body? That's the perspective, and that is something that is possible. So whole body barefoot would be my recommendation. Okay. That's good. Wow, you just blew through those today. You're amazing. Well, now it gives me time to read Clinical Anatomy of the Coccyx, a systematic review. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Katie Says Movement Mailbag. And thanks, everyone, for your questions. Just keep asking, keep reading and watching. There are so many resources at nutritiousmovement.com. It's likely you can even answer your own question because there's so much there for you. And don't forget, keep on moving. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for your questions. Keep them coming. Bye. We hope you find the general information on biomechanics, movement, and alignment informative and helpful, but it is not intended to replace medical advice and shouldn't be used as such. 